Ayo, welcome back, Mongols. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Dude, I literally, every single time um, D1 fucking opens like that, like, starts the, the podcast like that, I always give her this look and I'm like, dying. It's funny, okay? I'm not hating or anything. You're a hashtag hater. No. It's just funny, okay? Oh my god. Okay, so before we started this fucking podcast, I bought eels and escalators from spongebob if you know what episode it is then then you cultured if you don't go read a fucking book don't go touch some grass yeah for real you pro you pro so it was pretty fun we were like confused and whatnot dion still be pp mad no i wasn't that i won <laughs> i was making so many ungodly noises like every time that like i'd land on an eel and go get sent back i get sent to the exact same spot and i'm like <laughs> literally was, making those noises she was so bad because um she never made it like past the second road i think it's no i did i she, was like technically on the last row because uh-huh. that's where we put the escalator yeah but i never made it past said escalator yeah because i kept on putting her ass back i Kick. know put your no, your place, woman. I'm gonna fucking slap her. I'm just kidding. She slapped me so hard. I got sent <laughs> into orbit. Oh my god. <clears throat> but today, we are gonna cover a very, very special case. It's one of my all-time favorite cases. Yes, I have an all-time favorite case because this one shocked me to my core. And holy crap, it was just like, when I first learned about it, I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy. Like, this guy is still alive. He's still alive. And he's free, right? He free. And he made documentary. He even made a, a XXS, XXX video with uh, a corn star in Japan. Did you say corn? Yes. Oh my god. It was... <laughs> he has made books. They have made movies about him. They have made a manga about him. Not the manga. Yeah, manga. It That's was, how you know you made it. It was freaking... Oh my god. I want that to be our catchphrase. Like like how we had a couple episodes ago like on Dr. Phil's. Like, oh, that's how you know you made it. I know, that's how you know you fucking made it, bro. So, this is the case of Issei Sagawa, or also known as Pang, or the Kobe Cannibal. Issei Sagawa was born April 26, 1949, and he is currently the age of 73. He was born in Kobe, Japan. He actually has an occupation. He has a job. He, he has, like, a career. He's an author. Bruh. And this motherfucker short. This motherfucker shorter than Dion. That's I, mean as fuck. He is four foot nine. Oh, finally. He is short as shit, and he an ugly ass motherfucker. All I have to say, how would you let someone like eat you when they're like the size of a tic tac? Just kick that shit. <laughs> but she couldn't, Dion. She couldn't. And later, Dion will find why because she has never heard about this case. And that shit will rock her to her core. I, I, sh- to- I talked to her. I talked about this case 
to her a tiny bit and I've shown her the crime scene pictures. This is a uh, trigger warning. The fucking pictures are absolutely horrible. If you don't have a strong stomach like me or possibly Dion, don't 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 search them up. Um I have a very strong stomach except for when we were watching that oh, that movie. This is so funny because you know how that Okay, so me and Dion were watching this uh, 19 86? 86 German movie called Necromantic. I th- we thought we downloaded a snuff film for, for real. bro. It's fucking crazy. Ah, like I get said. Like I said again, do not search that movie up unless you want to be fucking traumatized. It takes kind of a lot to traumatize me, but this one kind of. Yeah. Ah, Especially bad. the ending and the rabbit scene. If you know, you know. If you watch this movie, damn. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. But like how Dion was saying, this movie, this that movie was kind of like this, but not really. If you know what I mean. So Issei Sagawa's criminal charges um, were murder. Cannibalism, falsely identified as attempted rape by officials in Japan. Um, And his criminal status is unfit to stand trial for reason of insanity. So, this guy was, um, like, he was crazy, bro. Like, for real, he was mad crazy. And... They literally t- said, like, this guy's author. This guy's author. He was fully, like, he knew everything about what he was doing, but Japan's like, this motherfucker can't stand in trial because he's fucking crazy. Okay, Japan. Imagine, imagine being a best-selling author, and you're just sitting there, like, knowing what you did. You're like, yeah, I fucking ate people. My tic-tac height ass just ate people up. <laughs> I'm um I'm searching up his like book so Dion can know what it was. It is it is currently uh one like the lowest price his little book is is seventy eight dollars and it goes up to one hundred and thirty five dollars. Bruh. Uh huh. This motherfucker ugly as shit. <laughs> he very ugly. Um, his movies that were made by him is called The Unfaithful Wife, Fainful, um, Shameful Torture. But yeah, this fucking guy's like stupid. <clears throat> so Is- Issei Sagawa, also known as Pang or the Kobe Cannibal, is a Japanese murderer, cannibal, and necrophile knowing- known for the killing of Renee Hartfelt in Paris. 1981. Sagawa murdered Hartfelt and then mutilated, cannibalized, and performed necrophilia on her corpse over several days. Disgusting. Sagawa was arrested but then released after two years of pre-trial, pre-trial detention upon being found legally insane and then deported to Japan. Sagawa's release was due to legal technicality. <clears throat> Uh, legal technicality is a casual or colloquial uh, phrase referring to a technical aspect of law. 
It has no meaning nor does it have a legal uh, definition, but it implies a strict adherence to the letter of law as pre has prevented the spirit of law from like being. So basically, they're like, yeah, we ain't gonna just deport his bitch ass. We don't, we don't want him here in Japan. Like, we don't want him here, but so that they're not our problem. Mm-hmm. Basically. <clears throat> and his post-release celebrity in Japan led to international publicity. Early life. Issei Sagawa was born on the 26th of April, 1949, in Kobe, Hyogo Prefecture. To wealthy parents, Sagawa's father, Akira Sagawa, was a businessman who has served as president of Kurita Water Industries. And his grandfather had been an editor for the Asahi Shimbu. Saga Sagawa was born prematurely and reportedly small enough that he could fit into the palm of his father's hand. Oh, oh, yeah. imagine being... Imagine being tiny. Imagine being tiny? Yeah, dumbass bitch. I finally have someone to be like, ha, you're so tiny. <laughs> Let me put my elbow on your head. And he immediately developed enteritis, a disease in the small intestine. Enteritis is the inflammation of the small intestine, which is mostly caused by food or drink contaminated with pathogenic microbes such as serratia. But it may have other causes such as anis fuck anis AIDS. <laughs> what the fuck? Radiation therapy as well as autoimmune conditions like Crohn's disease and celiac disease. Oh, I know celiac disease. Mm -hmm. Sagawa eventually recovered after several injections of potassium, calcium, calcium, and saline. Sagawa's fragile health and introverted personality led him to developing a strong interest in literature. Sagawa attended schools in Kamakura Kanagawa Prefecture, where he first experienced cannibalistic desires while in the first grade. Wow. After seeing a male's thigh. Wow, imagine, like... Imagine being in the first grade, you know, like making that Crayola art, the macaroni art, and you're just there like, you know, making your macaroni shitty thing that your mom puts on the fridge and you're just like, and you look over to the person and you're like, God damn, those thighs, mm, they remind me of chicken thighs. I want to, <laughs> I want to take a nibble of that. He's probably like, damn, damn shit's girthy. <laughs> It gets worse, Dion. <laughs> oh my god. It gets worse. In a 2011 interview with Vice, I, I fucking watched that. Sagawa reported that as youth, he partook in bestiality with no. his dog. No. And experienced cannibalistic desires for women. So he wasn't gay. <gasps> oh my god. But he literally fucked his dog. That poor dog, man. Uh, I hate that. That so, poor dog. So what you're telling me, he's a cannibal, and he preys upon animals, and possibly men and women. Mostly women. He a little bi-curious. <laughs> he said, I don't discriminate, let me get a taste. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Lizzo song, but I like, I switched it up. 
Oh. I love Lizzo. I love her so much. <laughs> Sagawa attended Wako University and completed a master's degree in English literature at Kwansei Gakuin University. At the age of 24, while attending Wako University in Tokyo, Sagawa followed a tall German woman home and then broke into her apartment while she was sleeping. Sagawa's intention was to cannibalize her by slicing part of her buttocks Just and, say ass. And, and sneaking away with a small part of her flesh. But she awoke and Sagawa claims pushed him to the ground. No fucking shit! This is a tall German woman, bro. She got them nice German fucking jeans. She tall as fuck. You were literally puny. You tic-tac looking ass motherfucker. You were literally going against the wall of fucking Berlin. Oh my god. Like, imagine, like like you said, like a tic-tac looking ass man, a one-inch man, and they're they're going against, like, this fucking German lady that probably fights bears in the forest. That's Russian, bro. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, she... Well, well, Germans can fight bears in the forest. <laughs> bro, think about this. I'm not gonna dirty uh, my amazing Levi's image from Attack on Titan. But imagine Levi (laughs) with a colossal Titan. That's what I pictured in my fucking head. Levi's like, let me take a slice of that ass off so you could not walk. Dead ass, bro. What a... (laughs) Disgusting. Sagawa was captured by police and charged with attempted rape. He did not confess his true intention to authorities. Sagawa's charges of attempted rape were dropped when his father paid a settlement to the victim. Imagine getting. Go ahead. uh, Imagine using daddy's money to get out of jail. Literally, me. He'd be like, Daddy, please get me out of jail. I almost. I was trying to slice up this tall German woman's ass cheeks and (laughs) run away with the flesh, but she woke up and she threw me to the ground. I'm the victim here. You don't understand. In 1977, at the age of 27, Sagawa moved to France to pursue a PhD in literature at the Sorbonne in Paris. That was sounded very Italian. I don't know how French people say that. Sagawa has said that while residing in Paris, quote, almost every night I would bring a prostitute home and try to shoot them. But for some reason, my fingers froze up, and I couldn't pull the trigger. No, maybe his fingers were too tiny, and he couldn't even reach him. Baby hands, bro. (laughs) Fucking stupid bitch. (laughs) The killing of Renee Hartfeld. On on June 11, 1981, Sagawa, then 32, invited his Sorbonne classmate, Renee Hartfeld, a Dutch woman, to dinner at his apartment at 10 Rue Erlanger under the pretext of translating poetry for a school assignment. Sagawa planned to kill and eat her. Having selected her for her health and beauty characteristics he felt he lacked. Sagawa considered himself weak, ugly, and small since he was four foot nine and claims he wanted to absorb her energy. She was 25 years old and five foot ten. Bro, that's not how chakras work. Exactly, bro. You don't eat somebody to absorb their energies. Bro, this woman, this woman, rest her, rest her, rest her beautiful soul. 
was taller than me. Uh, she was taller than me. Damn. That was crazy. I'd be all like, if I saw that guy like running at me, I'd be like, Alexia, watch out. There's a little rat coming after you. He's gonna bite your ankles. He's gonna <laughs> bite your did. ankles. He probably ate her ankles. So he isn't. He, he is an ankle biter. He, he cooks. He cut off her ankles. <laughs> <laughs> he literally did, bro. Cut off her ankles. Wore them as a necklace. Maybe they're too big. Maybe they're like the size of his body. <laughs> they're the size of his body. He was like, "Oh man, I can't wear these as necklaces anymore. I didn't even think oh, about this." Oh hell no! <laughs> After heartfelt arrived, she began reading poetry at a desk with her back to Sagawa. When he shot her in the neck with a rifle, Sagawa said that she fainted after the shock of shooting her, but awoke with the realization um, that he had to carry out his plan. So that motherfucker literally had the balls to shoot her, and she like fell, like on her desk, like right, yeah, fell, and he like, oh my god, and he passed the fuck out. He passed out. Wow. And he like, damn, I gotta wake up. Shit, might as well carry out my plan. What a fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Sagawa then had sex with her corpse. This is this is way this too is much like the, the movie. movie bro. This is way too much like the movie that we watched. <laughs> I'm getting bad flashbacks. But he could not bite her into her skin because his teeth were not sharp enough. So he left to a, an apartment to hit <laughs> my fault. So he left his apartment. <laughs> And purchased a butcher knife. Sagawa consumed various parts of Hartville's body, eating most of her breast and face, either raw or cooked. While saving other parts in his refrigerator, Sagawa took photographs of Hartville's body at each eating stage. Sagawa then attempted to dump the remains of Hartville's corpse in a lake in... I ain't not gonna fucking read that. Boys, they... Bulong, fuck. That looks like it says baloney. Boys de Bulongni, Bologna, whatever. Carrying Boys her de Bologna. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying her dismembered body in two ca- suitcases, but was caught in the act and arrested by French people. What? French police. Imagine. Four days later. Oh my god, he was caught by French people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they are. They are. <laughs> Saga was wealthy father provided a lawyer for his defense and after being held for two years awaiting trial Sagawa was found legally insane and unfit to stand trial by the French judge Jean-Louis Breguier whatever who ordered ordered him held indefinitely in a mental institution after a visit by the author Uniko Yomota, Sagawa's account of his kill was published in Japan under the title In the Fog. Wow, that's kind of cool. Sagawa's subsequent publicity and macabre celebrity, celebrity likely contributed to the French authorities' decision to deport him to Japan, where he was immediately committed to Matsuzawa Hospital in Tokyo. His examining by psychologists all declared him sane and found sexual perversion was his sole motivation for murder. As the charges against Sagawa in France had been dropped, the French court documents were sealed and were not released to Japanese authorities. 
Consequently, Sagawa could not legally be detained in Japan. Sagawa checked himself out of the hospital on August 12, 1986, and subsequently remained free since that day. Sagawa's continued freedom has been widely criticized. Post-release Between 1986 and 1997, Sagawa frequently invited to be a guest speaker and commentator. In 1992, Sagawa appeared in Hisayasu Sato exploitation film, Uwakezuma Chihokuzeme, Unfaithful Wife, Shameful Torture, Asado Sexual Warrior. Sagawa has written books about the murder he committed, as well as Shonen A, a book on the 1997 Kobe murders. Um, like, I guess he wrote a book. The Kobe child murders occurred in Suma Kobe in 1997. Um, it had two victims, and they were murdered by a 14-year-old boy reported, reportedly named Shin, Shinichiro Azuma. And he just, like, covered that shit. Sagawa also written restaurant reviews for the Japanese magazine Spa. Sagawa can no longer find publishers for his writing since he has struggled to find employment. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> That's so weird. I don't know. I don't understand why. Sagawa was nearly accepted by French language school because the manager was impressed by his courage in using his real name. But employees protested and he was rejected. Good. So, Jesus like, Christ. the manager was like, I'm thinking about hiring this man because he got balls of steals for using his name after everything he did. Bro, he gonna eat your balls. He gonna eat your balls, bro. He probably did. <laughs> eat my balls. Eat my balls. I told you, he don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. Come and get a taste. In 2005, Sagawa's parents died, and he was prevented from attending the funeral. Probably was gonna eat their bodies or fuck them or something. Probably. Maybe that's why they, they're like, ain't no way you're gonna fucking go. But repaid the creditors and moved into public housing. Sagawa received welfare benefits for a time. In an interview with Vice magazine in 2011, Sagawa said that being forced to make a living while being known as a murderer and cannibal was a terrible punishment. Bruh, you literally did that to yourself. In 2013, Sagawa was hospitalized from a cerebral cerebral infarction. In, infarction. That's like when you have necrotic tissue in your brain. Oh. Which permanently damaged his nervous system. He now lives alone and daily and needs daily assistance, which is provided by his younger brother or from caregivers. At the time, he claimed to have regretted the obsession. So, this doesn't really give a lot of detail of, uh, of what, like, you know. Of what happened. Of what happened. So, he had letters. This fool had letters. Hold on, give me a second. I don't, uh, I need a... Bitch! While you look up the letters, can I read the pop culture? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, pop culture. Documentary films featuring Sagawa included Cannibal Superstar, Sweden, 1986. It was 43 minutes. Excuse me for living channel on Channel 4 UK, uh, 1993. It was 60 minutes. The Cannibal that walked free on Channel 5 in the UK, 2007, which ran for 46 minutes. Interview with a Cannibal, Vice US, 2011. It ran for 34 minutes. Caniba, what the hell? France, it aired in France, 2017, 97 minutes. A 1986 short film by Oliver Smolders, Adoration, is based on Sagawa's story, Too Much Blood. A song on the Rolling Stones, oh, that's how you know you made it. <laughs> 1983 album, Undercover, is about Sagawa and the violence in, in the media. His crime also inspired the Stranglers in 1981 song La Folie. Folie? I don't know. Uh, the noise black metal band Not Their Tongues also released a EP title Issei Sagawa in 2006. Sagawa's crimes and later his career as an actor were discussed in 2015 documentary Fear Itself by the filmmaker Charlie Lean. Lean? The yeah. Lean. Did you find that book yet? No. Oh, well, like, it's a letter. Mm-hmm. It's a letter. He sent it to someone, but I can't read it because I do not. He, it was a letter, an envelope to Pac- Patrick Kearney. I cannot read what the I can't fuck read either. this says because it's in France. But it's on sale. <laughs> yeah. For a penny? No. For $1,250. That's way different than a fucking penny. Yeah, that's... That's a... That's... Bro, that's crazy. That... That is fucking insane. Right? That's like the dumbest fucking shit ever. Why would you sell that shit for like a billion dollars? <laughs> he was like, I need to get that... That check. Because I, I can't get a job for some reason. Like, I don't understand why I can't get a job. And they sell, like, he's still making bands because some people really like this case. He has a, it's a book called The Letter of Sagawa by Juro Kara. It's a book about life and crimes of Issei Sagawa. It's a collection of letters written between Issei Sagawa and the author while Sagawa was a prisoner in Paris. So it's on sale. It's a hardcover. It's $50. But that's way better than $1,000. They also... The reason he be making his bands too is because they he be selling his own memorabilia. There's a Issei Sagawa f- uh, picture signed um, with his best friends in the back. It says, "With my best friends." It is worth two hundred and seventy-five dollars. What the fuck? Why were, why are people like idolizing this guy? I know. And there's a young picture of him when he was a little little kid for twelve dollars. <laughs> 12 bucks. A drawing of Issei Sagawa in manga is worth, well, they sell it for $500. Manga? $500? What the fuck? And he wrote a book called Paris in Amor. Um, it's the Issei Sagawa Guide to Paris book. It's worth $100. And it's this is an Issei Sagawa portrait print for $12. It's a collectible. 
it's it's a collectible. And you it's should save that link so that I could post the pictures. Hold on, give me a second. Godfather. This case goes like really crazy. It's it's really dumb. Like he's still out and about and stuff. Um, like he, over the years since he got he murdered like his the freaking girl she, he killed he made a living off his crime and he became kind of a minor celebrity in Japan he like was in talk shows and written manga novels that like graphically depict the killing and eating of Heartfelt he like like I was saying he even starred in softcore porn reenactments where he bites actors so oh bitches God. in Japan re like made porn but reenacting what he did what kind of fucking porn are they watching? I, I don't... I don't know, bro. He's... He's dumb. Like... Um... So what you're saying is, for me to get rich, I gotta eat a bitch and... You know, serve a sentence in If you're France. in Japan, bro. <laughs> so you're saying, I gotta move to Japan, eat a bitch, get sent to France, mm -hmm. and then I'll be making bands. Probably, to be honest, bro. <laughs> oh my god. And ever since he was a little kid, or as long as he remember, he had possessed cannibalistic urges and fascination with eating human flesh. He remembers with fondness his uncle dressing up as a monster and lowering him and his brother into a stew pot for eating. Like, as a joke. He sought out fairy tales that involved humans being eaten, and his favorite was Hansel and Gretel. He even recalls noticing his classmates' thighs in the first grade and thinking, Mmm, that looks delicious. Mmm, tasty. He blames the media's representation of Western women like Grace Kelly for sparkling, sparking his cannibalistic fantasies, equating it with what most people would call sexual desire. Where other people dream of betting these beautiful women, Sagawa dreamt of eating them. Ew. Sagawa says the reasons behind his cannibalistic tendencies can't be explained to or concept conceptualized by anyone who doesn't share his exact urges. Quote, it's simply a fetish, end quote, he said. Quote, for example, if a normal man fancied a girl, he naturally feel a desire to see her as often as possible, to be close with her, to smell her and kiss her right. To me, eating is just an extension of that. Frankly, I can't fathom why anyone, why everyone doesn't feel the urge to eat and consume other people. Because I'm not quote. mentally ill. Well, I am, but not that far. He maintains, however, that he never thought of killing them, only, only gnawing on their flesh. Uh. He was always short and skinny, with legs that looked like pencils, he wrote in his um, best-selling book, The Fog, and he believed that just under five feet tall, he was too repulsive to attack the kind of physical intimacy that would temper his desires. Although Sagawa did once attempt to see a psychiatrist for his urges at the age of 15, he found it unhelpful and retreated further into his isolated psyche. Then in 1981, 
After repressing his feelings for 31 years, he finally acted on them. So, quote, almost every night, I would bring a prostitute home and try to shoot them from behind, he wrote in the fog. Quote, it became less about wanting to eat them, but more of an obsession with the idea that I had to simply carry out this ritual of killing a girl no matter what, end quote. Eventually, he found his perfect victim. And this shows uh, pictures of his meal. This is, I'm going to show Dion. I, like you said, do not search these up unless you don't have, like, soft stomach. This motherfucker had her laid out on paper plates, bro. Where's your daddy's money now? <laughs> he said, I can't afford that fine china, so I gotta get, like, plates from the dollar store. Does Japan even have a dollar store? That's, I, I fucking guess. Like, he attempted to kill her once, unsuccessfully, before actually murdering her. The first time, the gun misfired when her back was turned. Though, most would take this as a sign to give it up, but it only pushed him to down his rabbit hole. Quote, it made me even more hysterical, and I knew that I simply had to kill her, she, he said. The very next night he did, this time the gunfire and Hartford was killed instantly. Sagawa only felt a little moment of remorse before he became elated. Quote, I thought about calling an ambulance, he said. But then I thought, hang on, don't be stupid. You've been dreaming about this for 32 years, and now it's actually happening. Immediately after killing her, he raped her corpse, then began cutting her open. Quote, the first thing I did was cut into her butt cheeks. No matter how <laughs> deep cheeks. I cut, all I saw was the fat beneath the skin. It looked like corn. And it took a while to actually reach the red meat, he recalled. The moment I saw the meat, I tore off a chunk with my fingers and threw it into my mouth. It was truly a historic moment for me. Ultimately, he said that his only regret was that he hadn't eaten her while she was still alive. Ew. Ew. Quote, What I truly wished was to eat her living flesh he said no one believes me but my ultimate intention was to eat her not necessarily kill her after two days of killing heartfelt um what he disposed of what remained of her body like um tissue that he couldn't eat like muscle tissue and like her bones and shit um he had eaten and frozen most of her pelvic region so he put her legs, torso, and head into uh, two suitcases and hailed a cab. The taxi dropped him off at the boys the Boulong Park, which had secluded lake inside it, and he planned to drop the suitcases in it, but several people noticed the suitcases dripping in blood and notified the French police. And here's this here's one of the suitcases. You can still hear see her feet and stuff. Ew. I know, it's fucking disgusting. When the p- police found Sagawa and questioned him, his response was a simple admission. 
I killed her to eat her flesh, he said. Issei Sagawa waited like two years in French prison and then he was deported to Japan. And he was supposed, like, like I said before, he was supposed to stay in a mental institution, but he's like, nah. And he did. What the fuck? I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> because the charges in France have been dropped, the court documents were sealed, and, like, they couldn't be released to Japanese authorities. What the fuck? So, going back to that uh, thing I was saying, the lawful technicality, um, Jap- the Japanese had no case against Issei, so they had to let him walk free. What do you mean you had no fucking case? He ate it because the because the because friend the people in France closed the case. They're like, like nah, Fuck we're cruise. too. Nah, we don't want to handle that shit. Mm-hmm. And on August twelfth, Issei Sagawa checked himself out of the psychiatric hospital in Tokyo, and he has been free ever since. People always question, where is Issei? Today, Issei. And walks the streets of Tokyo where he lives to do whatever the hell he pleases. Terri- a terrifying thought when one hears that the threatened life in prison hasn't done much to quell his urges. Quote, the desire to pe- eat people becomes so intense around June when women start wearing less and start showing more skin, he said. Just today, I saw a girl with really nice puree on my way to the train station. When I see things like that, I think I'm about wanting to eat someone again before I die. He's what like, I'm yeah, I want that on my bucket list. <laughs> I want to eat a feast of people before I die. Oh my god. What I'm saying is that I can't bear the thought of leaving this life without ever tasting that deer. What I, like, that I saw this morning. Or her thighs, he continued. I want to eat them again while I'm alive so I can at least be satisfied when I die. He even plowed, um, plowed out how he was going to do it. Quote, I think either sukiyaki or shabu shabu, uh, lightly boiled, boiled into slice, thin slices, is the best way to go in order to really savor, savor all the natural flavor of the meat. In the meantime, however, Sagawa has refrained from cannibalism, but that hasn't stopped him from capitalizing on his crime. He wrote restaurant reviews for the Japanese magazine spa like i said and enjoy success on literature circuit talking about her urges and crime so um now he's published up to 20 books in the most recent book called extremely intimate fantasies of beautiful girls which is filled with pictures drawn by himself as well by famous artists quote i hope that people who read it will at least stop thinking of me as a monster, he said. Sagawa allegedly suffers from diabetes and suffered two heart attacks in 2015. He is now um, 73 and lives with his brother in Tokyo and continues to garner media attention. And in 2018, uh, French filmmakers recorded the two talking and Sagawa's brother asks him, as your brother, would you eat me? Sagawa's only response was empty stare in silence and that's a little bit of what he said since the first thing I was reading really doesn't give much of what he said mm. but this motherfucker still lives, still lives in Kobe 
and it's just stupid and that's that's all I have about this case but the one that kind of like shakes me more is that he starred in a soft porn yeah that's the craziest shit ever that's stupid like imagine like imagine the email he probably got they're like hey we saw what you did on the news like how you ate that bitch up like you wanna you wanna be you wanna be in a porn <laughs> he's ugly and small he's so <laughs> ugly that's that's pretty much all I got that's pretty much all I got that's 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 it that's it that's it well, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say. Like, there's nothing to say. I know, but I'm, right now I'm just currently looking at the crime scene pictures. Let me just tell you, this motherfucker bit a chunk off of her lip and bit her nose off. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. This motherfucker deserves to fucking die. He almost died from those fucking heart attacks that he had. Why doesn't he die? Die. <laughs> well, maybe his theory was right. The energy that he gets from the people, maybe it's making him immortal. Bro, not even, like, the actual banned cannibal corpse would do this fucking bullshit, bro. <laughs> Ugh. Cannibal corpse is just sitting there like, god damn, this guy has more balls than us. He'd probably eat our <laughs> balls. Damn. But yeah, that's that's all that's all that I got. That's all that I got too. Hot takes. Hot takes. What did you think about this case? This case was whack as fuck. <laughs> it was, bro. It is. Just, yeah. Just nasty. Yeah, it was like, like I don't understand the justice system in France and Japan. Especially in Japan. We have covered, like, two cases in Japan and where they don't do shit. I know. They're just like, mmm, y'all made a second World War Three. You guys committed war crimes? Mmm. Slap on the wrist. The best Bye-bye. I could do is, uh, I don't know, clean up a park or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know how, like, when you go to GameStop... And you, you trade in all your fucking expensive-ass games that you know you paid a shit ton of money for. Four dollars like, store credit. Yeah, they're like, mm, the best we could do is half a penny. That's that's how I feel Japan is like. They're like, mm, the best we could do is uh, half a penny. The that's more, all you gotta pay. The more and more I read about um, Japanese crimes like that, the more and more I don't want to go. Especially that fucking fuckhead walking around in Tokyo or Japan or whatever. And... He's like, mm, I want to try an American. No, nah, hell no, nah, bro. So, I got big old tibbies, right? They'd oh, be like, he'd probably Imagine like, he'd be like, I think she'd be spicy like wasabi. Yum. <laughs> hell no. Mm-mm. I wait. He looks at me. Now. He's like, mm, I like the white meat. A little bit salty. <laughs> he looks at both of us. He's like, I like the white and dark meat. I'm not even that dark. The tan meat. I didn't mean it like that. I'm re- I'm medium rare. What do you mean? <laughs> He's like, mmm, mm, yeah, they both could do. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. But yeah, that's all we got. We don't got any more to say. This fucking cage is damn. Yeah, it was weird. It was gross. 
I'm exhausted. It was stupid. Oh, I would like to give a shout out to this one person that commented like 12 days ago on our Watts family murder. So they commented, this is by T Diamond Fox. This is a shout out. They put, I literally watched all of your podcasts last night and we appreciate that. We appreciate that shit, So, if y'all start commenting, we'll put a highlight for you guys. Like, we'll give you a shout-out. Deadass. Deadass. So, shout-out to T. Diamond Fox. Uh, we fucking love you. Because you're the only bitch that that commented. (laughs) Yeah, you're the only bitch that commented. And if you're watching this, we love you. We love you. You are appreciated. You are appreciated. Please don't search up the crime scene pictures, please. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them, I'm gonna put them in the video. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want this shit to get taken down. <laughs> well, is that all? That's it. Oh my, okay. <laughs> that's yeah, not that's it. it. That's it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Well, that's all we have for you guys this week. Uh, peace out, Mungos. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.